It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Wednesday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. Russell and Bear back with you, and it's time for the Top 5 at 5, brought to you this afternoon by Matlock Tire and Auto Service. Here once again is Tucker Harlan. Thank you, Russell. At number one, today is National Signing Day. Many of the players that signed with Tennessee were already committed, but there have been a couple of new commits here in the last 24-ish hours. Uh, for one, three-star tight end Cole Harrison from San Mateo, California, announced his commitment late last night. In addition, Oregon State transfer DB Jermod McCoy postponed his commitment to this morning and chose the Vols over Texas A&M. Big pickups for Tennessee. You think uh, Stanford's upset about losing out on the kid from San Mateo like we would be? Was he – on their list, I when well, I looked at the two four seven, I only saw like five minutes from Palo Alto. Because I was I was looking at his offer list on two four seven, and like the biggest one I could see there was Washington State, and you can't even call them Power Five anymore. No, wasn't he committed to Cal? Maybe I want to say he was committed to Cal. I looked that up. I mean, he's I don't want to say diamond in the rough prospect, but we were kind of desperate for. Tight ends. We needed a high school tight end in this class to go with Stays and Ethan Davis. And so you've got three guys, and I'm sure they have a walk-on or two that can kind of help fill out that room and practice schedules and, and stuff like that. But um, the NFL's it's just littered with tight ends. You look at these guys, and you're like, where where did they come from? Where where did this guy go? And so that's one of the hardest positions, I think, to project because it's so – it's like half receiver, half offensive lineman, and you just – you never know how these guys are going to develop. They get them at Iowa pretty well, it seems like. Uh, whatever they're doing. It works. Yeah. Not every other offensive position, but tight ends. Very good up there. It's true. At number two, linebacker Jamin Dumas-Johnson, a starter at Georgia the past two seasons, announced Wednesday that he's transferring to Kentucky. Dumas Johnson from Hyattsville, Maryland, was a Butkus Award finalist as the top linebacker in 2022. He had 70 tackles, nine tackles for loss, and four sacks in 2022, helping the Bulldogs win their second consecutive national championship. So Kentucky gets dumbass Johnson. Yes. It's Dumas. Remember that commercial back in the day? The guy goes in for the interview and he's like i'm ready to work hard for dumbass industries i'm gonna be a go-getter you never have to tell me anything twice the guy's like it's dumas i think that was one of the original want to get away snickers commercials okay or maybe it was southwest airlines i don't know it's been a minute yeah it had to be one of those two is he a good player i guess he started two years for georgia yeah, and he's, he's a <laughs> he buckus award a- finalist uh so, that's two Georgia guys that got up there now. Vandegrift's the other one. Why didn't we try and get him? Because you already got a couple guys that you're – That are Buckus to- Award finalists and started two years in a row for the defending national champions? Well, not that, but you, guys you want to develop, you're hopeful okay. for with Carter. Carter and T-Lander. You and got Peely there, Harry. too. Like, these guys better develop. That's all I'm saying. At number three, injured quarterback Aaron Rodgers will not play again this season. Uh, the New York Jets confirmed Wednesday, but he will continue to practice. 
With his 21-day practice window due to close, uh, the Jets decided to activate Rodgers to the 53-man roster for the final three games. So he's not going to play, but they're using but one he's of on their the roster. 53 for him. It's an interesting decision. Like if both of their other quarterbacks got hurt, would they throw him in there and just let him hand off? Or I, I guess using one have of the to. 53 on him. It's very weird. And are they committed to him moving forward? Oh yes, you'd have to. He's think the quarterback so. next year. You'd have to think so. Seeing what okay. just terrible quarterback play they had up there this year with Wilson and Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon. They'll be at the top of the draft heap, won't they? They'll be near the top. Um, yeah, I'd say at least a top ten pick. The way things are going right now. Hmm. And they had a chance to draft a, a great QB they pass it over just to get Rodgers star child another weapon yeah that, unlike the Packers they may draft a, another receiver for him he's back on my unlikable list by the way oh, he really? worked his way off it in hard knocks he's right back on he hasn't really? really done anything he's just back on at number four, Oregon State and Washington State are nearing an agreement to join the West Coast Conference's affiliate members next year in multiple sports, most notably men's and women's basketball. It's similar to their agreement with the Mountain West to play six football games against Mountain West teams next year with a major difference. So, What's the major difference? It's that they're not going to be playing the Mountain West teams in all the other sports if they were to join the West Coast Conference. <laughs> okay, man. So, the, nope. any chance of saving the Pac-12 is pretty much that's what it sounds like. Support. So, I guess the only thing that's exciting about this is maybe Gonzaga doesn't get to go to the tournament every year if those two can somehow get good in that conference. Well, it's like the conversation we had about the the Pac or I'm sorry, the Big Twelve last hour with Jay. Are they really going? Are we going to really pretend that that's a Power Five conference? And evidently, the answer is yes. You add Oregon State and Washington State to the Mountain West. Like, how does that stack up from a football perspective to the Big 12? Not much better. Probably not any better at all. They would just really need some. I mean, Oregon State had a strong year this year. It was a strong year, but everybody's jumped off the ship, yeah. as we've seen. And one of those Who's, guys who is they here. get for the coach? Not sure they have gotten a guy yet. Oregon State hire somebody? Uh, not that I know of. Not to my knowledge. Yikes. It's not a good position to yeah, be in. I hate to see that. And finally, at number five, bankrupt pharmacy chain Rite Aid was banned from using facial recognition software for five years to settle federal trade commission charges that the technology falsely flagged thousands of customers as potential shoplifters. Uh-oh. According to the federal agency. Like it scans you as soon as you walk in the door? Just yes. Kind of it's not good. It's not good just in general. Yeah. Right, Big Aid. brother, they know everything about me as soon as I walk in the door just to buy a new tube of chapstick? Yeah, so they deployed this AI-based facial recognition tech from 2012 to 2020, and the allegations relate to a facial recognition pilot program the company deployed. And it's, So it's only in a limited number of stores, but it's still pretty messed up because you're doing the same thing for thousands of people. 
Yeah. Scary, man. Big Brother's watching you. Yeah. At Rite Aid. <laughs> I didn't even know they, they were still Rite Aids. Always hated Rite Aid. I was a big Eckerd guy myself. Remember Eckerd? Was it Eckerd? Which one's the one that replaced Henderson's over there on where the Food City is now? The hell is Henderson's? Henderson's was the drugstore. It was kind of like exactly, it was like carbon copy of Long's. It was just across from where that the Captain D's was, and now it's the Indian restaurant, and it's Food City, right over there in Bearden. Not sure. May have been pre Before my time, yeah. yeah. Evidently. All right, thank you, Tucker. That is the Top 5 at 5. It's brought to you by Matlock Tire and Auto Service with five locations to serve you. A lot of people doing a lot of traveling. You probably noticed the traffic is a little thicker this week than it has been. If you have any sort of automobile issues, even if it's just oil change, tire rotation, take your car to Matlock. It's where I go for all my automobile needs. They're online at matlocktireservice.com. Family owned and operated since 1953. Matlock Tire and Auto Service. Going the extra mile for you and your family. Hour number three of The Drive. It is an early signing day edition of the show. We've pretty much unpacked it gone through all the signees today tennessee's class currently ranking number 12 on on three number 13 on 247 sports.com so we've been talking a lot about i feel like we're all in agreement here a little bit disappointing considering where we thought this class would be a year ago and let's hop in Doc, Doc Brown's time machine for a second. A year ago this time, we were 10-2, and two, getting ready to play Clemson in the Orange Bowl. And we were riding the high, man. We, like, yep. you know, we just gone 10-2. and two. And the class we signed last year was ranked about the same spot. And as a matter of fact, let's see if I can pull that up real quick. Class of 2023. And this will be on three's rankings, uh, number 12. So number 12 last year, number 12 this year. And at the time, we were told, hey, you know, most of the guys that you recruited in the 2023 class, they made their decisions in the summer, and you're not going to get a huge bounce just from beating Alabama and LSU and going 10-2. and two. You're not going to get that immediately. That's going to show up in the next year's class, the 20, class of 2024. Well, here we are, early signing day, and you're still number 12. Number 12 again. Now, number 12 is like, it, it's okay. It, what is the difference between the number 12 class in the country and the number 8 class in the country? It's negligible, right? And, and there are plenty of times, I'm sure, where the number 12 class ends up being overall better and more profitable, more uh, beneficial than the number 8 class. Maybe in the number 5 class. Like, this is not an exact science at all. But we thought that it was going to be a, a little bit better based off what happened last year. So that didn't transpire. Some people are more upset about it than others online. I don't think anybody's freaking out, calling for a coaching change or anything like that. But we have been asking the question, first of all, how satisfied are you with Josh Heupel's recruiting to date here at Tennessee? And then, like, 
what does he got to do? What what does he got to change to get a little bit better? Because we could sit here and tell ourselves that, well, we brought back these guys who were COVID years. We brought it back for an extra year, and we got this guy, this guy, this guy out of the transfer portal. But at the end of the day, fellas, yep, Georgia's number one, Alabama's number two, and Ohio State's number three, just like they were last year. So the elite teams are not making these excuses. They're still going out there and signing the guys they want. And I think if you're Josh Heupel, you got to figure out a way to break through, man. You got to figure out a way to to start signing some some better players because I don't know that you're going to start beating those teams with any sense of regularity until you start getting some of those players. Apparently, Jordan Seaton has still yet to sign. I suppose if you sign them, you get up in the top ten. I don't think that's going to happen though. No, nah, I think it's down to Colorado and Maryland. Maryland. What's Dion going to do there? Probably pressure him, put the hard sell on him. You ain't going to leave me hanging like this, are you? After all I did for you, you don't want to come play for me. You're going to leave the guy hanging. PMT, did you get him on Pardon My Take? or What show was it he got him on? It was on the uh, Fox, FS1, right? Yeah, with Skip Bayless. Undisputed, is that what that show's called? Believe so. Skip Bayless yelling at some former player for an hour. That's entertaining. Man. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I've noticed he's a, he's a little bit more deferential to uh, to Richard Sherman than he is to than he ever was to Shannon. I, I could, with a hundred percent honesty, I've never watched. I didn't watch it when he was on ESPN. I didn't watch it when Shannon Sharp. I've watched. I, I haven't watched Richard much. I, I, just, I just saw I just saw a clip of it and was stunned at how polite he was to Richard Sherman. Vandy boy Skip Bayless. Vandy boys. What an idiot. 865-546-8200. Your number. Uh want to know what you think about this signing class. How satisfied are you with Josh Heupel's recruiting? And what has to happen for it to get better? 865-546-8200, your number. Still a couple of hanging chats out there. You get the reference yet, Tucker? Still have I give you one home, one piece of homework like three times now in the past three weeks, and you just won't do it. He's finally doing it. He's looking look at what, what is hanging chats. I mean, every time you say it, I, I think of that fat guy with a magnifying glass looking at it. I think of what was the governor's name? That gal was Richardson, or no? It was the Secretary of State. Yeah, what was her name? I, I don't know. Suzanne, what I think of is the Brooks Brothers riot. Catherine, Catherine Harris, Catherine Harris. Yep, that's who I think of when I that think of wild. Um, Chris Brazell, the wide receiver from Tulane, still in the portal, a player Tennessee desperately wants. And we're hearing he could choose his new school literally any moment. But Friday is a day we keep hearing is the most likely possibility. And then the other piece of tendency, and, you know, this might be more than a nug. This might be a pretty big, I don't know, what's in between nug and bombshell? But Dominic McKinley, who is a five-star defensive lineman from Louisiana, has put off his commitment he will commit um next year yeah 
He's not going to sign in the early period. He's going to make an official visit to Tennessee next month, the weekend of the Tennessee-Alabama basketball game. And you get him to campus, you got a chance. Yeah, so he's committed to A&M right now. I know LSU is also a player in this thing Mm. as well. Hard to get guys out of Louisiana that LSU wants. Yeah. Typically. It's a pretty good area to recruit in. Well, I I would imagine that, again, NIL will be a big deal in all this. Play a factor in it for sure. Let's go to the phones. Stevie is next. Good afternoon, Stevie. Russell. Stevie. It's getting closer. What? Christmas. Oh. I'm sorry. I had recruiting on the brain. I was like, what the hell is Stevie talking about? It is getting closer. Yeah. What do you want for Christmas, Russell? Man, that's a great question. You know, my wife asks me that all uh, the time, and I'm like, I don't know. Same. There's not one thing. I kind of have, like, these minimalist tendencies. I want to get rid of stuff. I just got too much stuff, and I've got everything I need. I'm not a hard man to please stevie if there's something that i need i generally go out and get it for myself um a final four trip would be nice Hmm. final four a college football playoff berth a college baseball national championship these are the things i want things money can't buy you're a simple man russell i respect it oh what a great skinnered song be something you can love and understand and Charlie Daniels, mind you. He did Simple Man? He did a – it's it's not Simple Man by Leonard Skinner, but he has a song called Simple Man. Hmm. It's pretty good. I recommend it. Uh, what's our – you know, if, if we could have a, a Christmas present, you know, one recruit that, you know, we keep. Who's the one recruit in this class that you would take over all of them? That's, like, still available? Or can we go no, and no, no, poach? No, from our signings, from our signings. What do you mean? Oh, that – that blows up and has a great career? Well, who's like the one that you would, you know, if you had to let go of all of them, who would be the one that you would keep? Who's your favorite? Probably Mike Matthews. I I was thinking the same thing. He's the highest rated, right? He's a receiver, fun player potentially, maybe another Bolitnikoff Award winner in the future. Hmm. What about you? I don't know. I, I I used to pay attention to recruiting, but honestly, I, I don't anymore because I've been hoodwinked too many times. Like, let's be honest. It's the lifeblood of your if, pro, uh, program, Stevie. It's critical. Yeah, sure. Who originally yeah. said that? What? It's the lifeblood of your program. Um, I think I feel like that's been around there for a long time. Maybe even going back to the former era. So we're working like heck. Would y'all mind if I interjected with some Titans talk on oh, this please. Wednesday afternoon? Did y'all see what Derrick Henry said post game? No. He basically was telling everybody that this is his last year here. Well, sad thing is, it would not surprise any of us if it is. All things must pass, Stevie. George Harrison saying that, and it's probably true in Derrick Henry's case as well. It's true in everybody's case. Oh my! Yeah, yeah, get all dark on us. Oh man, grief, man, (laughs) man was telling the truth. It was Christmas. Oh ho ho! Merry Christmas. We're all gonna die. Happy Christmas. War is over. Oh, Stevie (laughs) detonated himself. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you uh, took everything dark. 
all of a sudden we were having a nice lighthearted conversation what's going to happen with king henry then all of a sudden you said yeah we're all going to die ain't none of us getting out of this alive bro stevie's like i know that what does that have to do with anything do you want to talk about death you know i love to talk about death you usually turtle whenever i bring it up yeah i I really don't you want to get dark you want to go down this hallway lost lost uh lost several uh uh, yes, but everybody dies. Yeah. We know this. No, people are, no, people no, die no, close no, to you. No. doesn't make you special. We're all going to die. No, You're going to die. I'm going to die. Ah, Tucker's going to die. Let's go ahead and go to break, Russ. It's time. We're all just dying one day at a time, really, when you stop and think about yep. it. Slowly. Let's go ahead and go to break. One day closer to death. The drive continues after this. The drive. Ho, ho, ho. Nick on Twitter says he's hearing Vol Rumor Mill will be Skip Bayless's new foil (laughs) FS1. The new punching bag over there. Yeah. Where could he end up? You move out to Colorado? Cover the buffs with Dion? Tune in tomorrow. The buff rumor mill? Tune in tomorrow to find out. We settle all family business on the drive tomorrow afternoon. Major programming announcements coming very exciting it was never the tech t- 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 ah, i can't even say that right again to taglius the pimps it was always a barzini always barzini 865-546-8200 your number if you want to get on the show this afternoon we oh, talking about mark stoops earlier do, what is- do something about his hair go ahead that's bad, man. Oh, yeah, you go ahead. What does he need to do about his hair? He needs to shave whatever he's got growing on the back of it. He's working on a nice skullet. He looks like a Mooney. Hari Krishna, whatever they called those people back in the 70s. I never actually saw those people. All I know about Hari Krishna is from the movie Airplane. Uh, George Harrison was very into that. Second George reference of the hour. And there was a guy on the show Mad Men who became Hare Krishna. Those are the people they'd shave their heads except for that thing in the back and they'd stand outside the airports banging on none obviously here in Knoxville they would have gotten, you know, the biz you know, what would happen. Business? Yeah. Yeah. But like our yeah. What what kind of business would they have gotten? They'd have gotten ran off. Think so? Hell yeah. Those guys were so non threatening and kooky though, I think would they just be ignored like who's gonna what are you gonna do? Like, I think those guys are nuts. They're going to round them up. I would round them up. They would have round them up, buddy. What does that mean? It means you throw them in the back of a paddy wagon, drive them off in the middle of nowhere, and dump them out. <laughs> Leave them for dead? No, I don't know why all that stuff happened in the South back in those days, 50s, 60s, and started tapering off in the 70s somewhat. What, they, they were yeah. rounding up religious, uh, kooky Relig- religious folks? Yeah. They were? I'm not saying they were. I'm saying there's a reason those people never really gravitated towards, (laughs) you know, rural red areas of the country. We saw some weirdos when we used to go up to New York City. Mm -hmm. And we went up there uh, for my grandfather's funeral in the 70s. It was – Times Square doesn't look like it looks now. It was seedy. Mark Stoops on Jordan Dingle in the transfer portal says, quote, there was a lot of, lot of money involved. 
he said before stopping himself. Nick Roush of KSR says he heard it was in the range of $350,000. Until it wasn't. Kentucky fans uh, trying so badly to convince themselves that they beat Tennessee out for well, they're grasp- Jordan Dingle. Yeah, they're, just, they're trying to grasp at anything that they can beat us in because they can't in football. <laughs> And with the exception of last year, sorry, TJ, uh, Richard Dale Barnes owns Kentucky. He's got the deed in his back pocket. Hit a little bit of a bump in the road last year. I still think since he's been at Tennessee, he still has a, a winning record against Kentucky, doesn't he? That's another thing the Pearl and Easters don't, don't ever want to talk about. Oh, they got a pretty good team this year. Yeah, they do. But they're awful young. Hopefully we'll catch them on a bad night. I mean, did they really think that they won some bidding war or that Jordan Dingle turned down more money to play at Tennessee to go back and play for less money at Kentucky because he just loved all, all the guys so much? Dude, we got Holden Stays. We don't have Vince uh, uh, Marrow. Yeah, that, his name that is. guy was also running his mouth today about Jordan Dingle. Was he again? What yeah. did he say? Hold on, let me pull it up. Was it we all know who it was or whatever? Yeah, uh, we all know who the school was. They offered him a lot. He looked at the family, looked at the relationships. It fit him more. We we offered him so much more money than poor little Kentucky had, but he just loves the blue so much he couldn't couldn't walk away. Yeah, or we got Holden Stace. You know, you know what I, I really want to see next year is uh, is uh, when we're playing them and, and just run it up. Run it up, run it up, and hypolet Garner holler across the field at at, at at Bone Marrow and and tell him, hey, this one's for the comment. Reading the you know for that tweet you put out back in December. Who did we do that last year? We did it to uh, Dorkwitz. We call timeout late and punch one in on him right at the end. Yeah, man, I wish we played them at home next year. I know they're good and they're they're recruiting well, but who do you think's a better coach, Dorkwitz or Stoops? Stoops. Stoops has had consistency. I, I, I just I, I think with playing if we play Missouri at home next year, assuming our offense is ameliorated, we will we would dunk on them. You got to think about with Mizzou too. They kind of take advantage of the conference when it's at its worst. They they cycle. They'll they'll get back down to a losing record soon enough. It happened. Heck, it happened the year after they made it to the conference championship in 2015. They went five and seven with Matty Mock at quarterback, and that guy took them to the championship the year before. Matty Mock. Roberto is next. What's up, Roberto? What's up, guys? How are you today? Doing what? Are you all right, buddy? You sound a little rough. I have. Uh, we've had the flu run through our house. That's why I've been a no to- long time no talking. Yikes! Oh, um, man. About two weeks me. of it now. It's <laughs> going from one to the next. Um, Brutal. But uh, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about today and i've gotten so many texts you know josh heupel can't cut it in the recruiting windows and he can't do this and he can't do i mean like okay we're a jordan seaton commit and and signing today away from tennessee being like a top eight class with Mm -hmm. 
four right now we sit at five or six less players than anybody else. Our 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 blue chip rating is off the charts, like fourth or fifth. What is wrong with people? Do people just want to create this false narrative, and they're just so married to it that that they just want to be downtrodden and miserable all the damn time? Um, maybe part of it, mm. but I also think that. Uh, People just uh, you are what your record says you are, and they're eight and four and feeling some type of way about it. And this is this is why, you know. Um, I mean, recruiting. I, I've said it. I, I don't think it went quite as well as I expected it to last year, Roberto. But I don't think that you mean it's a last sky year. You mean like the previous class, like last year's class that are freshmen now? Is that what you mean? No, I mean this this class. I, I oh, expected this class it, that's yeah. signing today. Okay, I expected it to be a little bit better. I mean, that's fine. I, I don't have any problem with saying I expect it to be a little bit better, but it's not awful. I mean, there are people no. literally saying this is awful, like like oh, the world stupid. is on fire. Yeah, that's dumb. That's they're, dumb. they're idiots. And, and quite frankly, they, you know, I'm not one to tell you how to fan, but if you're that miserable, maybe you ought to look introspectively and maybe think about your life. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty sad. I'm not kidding, man. You should see, you should hear these people. It's ridiculous. I haven't heard it. Look, I've seen a little bit of it on social media. The thing that's interesting, Roberto, because I know you're you're on some of these message boards too, is the recruiting message boards. I think are more or less for those folks taking it in stride. I think people who are on those mm-hmm. follow it enough to where they realize it's like, like I just said, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing, but it's not the end of the world. The no. the sky is falling stuff. The the idiots seem to be on social media, on Twitter and stuff. And I just I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty insulated from that because I don't follow a, a lot of that stuff. But uh, I, I have seen some of that out there, and it's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I Casuals. mean, yeah, you, my my yeah, very casually. Uh, one of my one of my needs I thought for this was maybe one more defensive tackle, like a really yep. good one. And then of course I flip open to see that. Texas A&M had a five-star defensive tackle yep. that was supposed to sign with them today, or defensive lineman, and he decided not to sign. And he's got a visit scheduled at the University of Tennessee on January the twentieth. Yeah. Like, okay, so if we get him to, you know, because it's you know this is early signing day, right? So if we get him to sign during the late signing period, and it changes our class to a top ten class, which it will, is the sky falling again? Does that does that alleviate all these knuckleheads? I mean, I just don't understand. No, those and are the, the people who is, by then will be calling for Rick Barnes's head, Roberto. Come on, you know this. That's a good point. You bring up a good <laughs> point. And then and the next thing they're going to do is call for Tony Vitello's head, just because oh, they can. Um, yeah, and, and by the way, the Dingle stuff, which is awesome that his last name is Dingle, um, because, it, it, like, that's the most Kentucky thing ever, right? Dingleberry, Dingle. Um, because that's all they are, but uh, yeah, we 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 got Stays out of the portal, who was by far the number one tight end. It was like a power gap to Dingle, right? Why do they are they just that are they just that desperate to prove themselves to to Daddy Tennessee? Daddy, look at us. Give us attention. You've only beat our ass for the last four four decades. Please give us attention. 
That's all they are. DJ, the Kentucky fan, I like him for the most part, but that's a moribund fan base. And as Bear says, Rick Barnes has got the deeds in trust too. See ya. Uh, I just, that Kentucky-Tennessee juxtaposition where they're a great basketball program and a crap football program and, and we're kind of the opposite, although we're obviously better in basketball than they are in football – I do wonder, though, our conversation with Rick Butler in hour number one and what is success, what is failure in football – or I'm sorry, in basketball this year for Tennessee. And we have pretty much settled on, well, you got to at least make the Sweet 16. And if you want to be a little bit hardcore about it, like I said, I, I feel like they need to go further. I feel like they need to go to the Elite Eight. And and I felt like, man, that's that's ex, that's asking a lot. That's that's a high expectation. But then I find myself thinking, you know, this is the conversation they have at Kentucky. The the places where they really do it, where basketball really matters. Duke, Final Four, Michigan State. That's how they measure it. Yeah. That's how they measure success. And I feel like we're I've seen Kentucky go thermonuclear when they make the Final Four and don't win it. <laughs> well, I mean, we would feel we would never put that expectation on them. Well, maybe, no, we'd we'd be throwing parades. Maybe we should. His, maybe, his, oh, go ahead. I'm, oh, I'm saying maybe, maybe we should. Like know. Kentucky, where is their expectation level at football? We we make fun of them, but you know they're perfectly content to go to the Music City Bowl or the Duke's Bowl or whatever. And it's like, hey, we went seven to five this year and. Like, we would never now accept that. They're paying their coach almost as much as, as I, or just as much as Heupel. What was the funniest year? Remember that year they almost went wire to wire undefeated and then they got beat? Well, here's where I'm at. That was beautiful. Here's, here's what I'm getting at. I enjoyed it. Maybe it's time to demand a Final Four around here. <laughs> We've only made one Elite Eight. We've never made one. We made one Elite Eight. Well, I mean, how do you get there? Do we want to be. What do we want to be here? What do we want? Butch Jones, What do we, it's time to start asking what we want out of our media. Time to start asking what we want out of our basketball program. I'm not saying we fire Rick Barnes and I'm going to join the likes of Jamie and whatever if, Phil if, we, if we don't get there. I'm just saying. It's, the, it's just a very converse, odd thing that we haven't made it. Well, this conversation that we've been having about how far do we need to go, and well, at least the Sweet 16, maybe that's part of the problem. Well, I think also part of the problem is for the majority of our program's history, we weren't we weren't very serious about basketball. Well, again, that's what I'm saying is we got serious about basketball. Have we, were we serious about have it we? with Ray Mears? Have we gotten serious about it? We were serious about it with Bruce Pearl. We, we have maybe the most experienced team, most hopeful team we've ever had, and we're sitting here talking about well, we need to make the Sweet Sixteen. Are we serious about it? I still don't think it's the most talented team we've ever had. You're dodging my question. Are we serious about it? Have we ever been serious about it? And if oh, not, sure. is it time to get serious about we're it? We're serious about it during the Bruce years. We're serious about it right now. Not as serious as they are. Well, no, but that's all they have. I mean, they suck <laughs> at football. <laughs> They're horrible. Stay with us. The Drive continues. The shocking conclusion coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. The, the drive. drive. Looking for the freshest... Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Wrapping up on a Wednesday afternoon slash evening edition of the show. J. 
Justin Hanna says, I've been hearing that Houston is gunning for that Commander Chuck job. Oh, he ain't got the juice to replace Commander how Chuck. Would, how would that go, Tucker? I'm Houston Chris with your on-time traffic. <laughs> I don't know. Houston might be able to do it. He's pretty good with the voices. Does he have a plane? I know he's got a boat. Does he have a plane? He could do it. He just drive down the river. Check talk, everything talk, out. Talking about radar and saturation. Yeah. I, I don't know what Chuck does. He uses terms. Me and Tucker still haven't figured out what the, what he's talking about. Yeah. Like what? Ra- radar. He keeps referencing radar. What about it? We don't know. How how, how does it relate to traffic? Uh, I mean, is he like looking at radar, a radar scope of the traffic? Is he talking about radar traps by the popo? Who, the other guy, Pete Michaels, like he would always say, "Oh, they're mopping up a wreck on." Yeah, said, <laughs> mopping up a wreck on seventy-five South around, peeling up a couple of bodies yeah. over there on six forty this afternoon. They should have those pores. Who was the one that was on Channel Ten? It was affiliated with WBIR. Was that Ed Rupp? Yeah. I always liked Ed. There you can see they got a couple of mangled corpses over here on Kingston Pike. They're trying to get them out of the way. Jimmy Ray's coming with a snow shovel. <laughs> TJ, the Kentucky fan. His ears must have been burning. What's up, TJ? No, they weren't burning. I was just listening to your program. Um, Bear, I have to correct you, though. Um, you can Rick try. Barnes is, Rick Barnes is 10-10. and 10 against Kentucky since he's been at Tennessee. So it's five hundred. That's not a that's not a winning record or a losing record. It's a push. We uh so. we stumbled last year and gave y'all a couple of cheap ones. That's all right. That's we, all right. we will we will set it straight again this year and he will be he will be moving back <laughs> Man, in I was black. So losing <laughs> losing to you guys in Thompson Bowling last year was as that was, disapp- that was that's as disappointing one. a loss has been in the Barnes era because in that game Ooh, you just try. had missed layups and they only hit like three threes in that but game too it was awful Tennessee didn't play well but as I recall TJ like you guys had just about mailed it in like y'all were about donezo and we kind of yeah, gave you life it saved your season yeah, last year until you made it to the that tournament team, that team last year I just I love the way that Cal is going back to his roots this year with athletic guards quick guards you know they're not playing a big man uh you know i mean we got big men but they're not clogging up the lane and i just the guy you all have that and i've watched you a couple times now the uh dillinger he's good dillingham Dillingham. i'm sorry he's a good player man like he is a throwback he's a throwback point guard like to a guy a point guard that actually passes the ball yeah yeah he's pretty good man yeah um look you know as far as the tweets and the messages with the football and, you know, going back and forth, come on. Kentucky's the only school to dump Powerade on their coach and then lose the game. So it doesn't <laughs> surprise me at all that, you know, our, I kind of like it, though. I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of like it. Finally, some coaches that go into Kentucky football, we may not be good. We, know, we may not even beat you, but, hey, we're going to clap back. So, I mean – I don't hate it. At least they're not, you know, standing back there with their tails tucked under their legs uh, like we used to. But Was that the infamous I mean, LSU game you referenced? Yeah, the uh, bluegrass yeah. miracle, as they well, call which, it. Which is crazy. I don't know why they call it a bluegrass miracle, because that was not a miracle for the bluegrass. It's, I just it was a miracle in the bluegrass state for LSU. Yeah. I almost pissed my pants laughing. That was hysterical. Well, I mean, we, 
our miracle happened in South Bend. I mean, to be honest with you, they got us back for the bluegrass miracle that we gave them in basketball when they were up like 40 at halftime or whatever it was. I remember that. Don't recall that one. Was that uh, Shaq versus Mashburn, those guys? Yep, it was. They were, man, I want to say it was like 60-something to 20 or 30 at half, and we roared back. I don't know how we did it, but we did. But, hey, can't wait for basketball. I got some good uh, games on tonight, actually. Uh, uh, who do you like, Duke or Baylor? You have a goal, man. Who do I like, <laughs> Baylor Bears? Yeah, he, he didn't mention me, one of them. Who do I think I'm? Who do you think? Who do I think will win? Yeah, or who do I like? I guess. I'll be honest. I, I don't know anything about Baylor this they, year. They the uh, number seven versus number eleven play tonight. Uh, Oklahoma, North Carolina. Somebody pounded Baylor's eyes shut last week. As Michigan State. Did uh, Florida win at Michigan earlier this week? Yeah, that was last night, and uh, Florida got the win in double OT. Wow. Olivier apparently had a double-double. Nice game for him. And a losing effort. Yeah. I'll tell you who I, who else I've been watching, and I, I hate showing Kentucky any kind of love, but Memphis is pretty good. I agree. I agree, and they, they yeah. are doing the smart thing here. I mean, I know they're going to be. They playing took a, apart Virginia last night. I kept waiting. Yeah. I thought Virginia would come back, and they did not. Well, because the thing is, now that Houston's out of the American, it's going to be a little bit weaker this year. So they're scheduling all these SEC opponents. Uh, I know Clemson was on there, Virginia last us. night. Well, that's for other reasons, but we're a ten, twenty-two and a half point favorite over Tarleton tomorrow. Okay. Kentucky is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite at Louisville tomorrow. And I'm looking for that Baylor-Duke game. That's tonight. The battle of the private schools there, huh? Arkansas is playing Belmont. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Arkansas State. Butch Jones' basketball team there. Butch Jones is ass! I've seen a lot for time. Baylor and Duke. Yeah, Duke's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That game's in Cameron. Okay. Alabama plays Arizona tonight in Phoenix. I might have to tune That'd in to that one. one. Yeah. That's, that's at 11 o'clock tonight, so I'm not sure if uh, we'll some not of be us will still that. be up. But I'd be sound asleep. Duke is – I know they're still recruiting and they got talent over there, but it ain't the same as no, Coach K. I agree. How, what what do I always say, Bear, when you hand it to the next guy? How does that go? Not very well. You hand it to the next guy, he's able to maintain for a year, maybe two, and then you start to slowly drop off. Shire hasn't even been able to maintain. Like, they just have not been as good. Well, they won the ACC championship in a weak ACC. Damn it, Tucker. Why you got to be contradicting me? But in a weak ACC, it's not what it used to be. I just remember Jonas Adu smashing – Filipowski's face last year. Totally clean play, too. That was the best part about it. And then Urosh had one that wasn't very clean. (laughs) Body checked a guy out of bounds. Borderline assault. Urosh kind of. You miss Urosh? He he lost his mind a little bit. Yeah, sure. I mean, not as a player, but as a personality, as a presence on the team. Wondering what the hell he was going to do next. Do we have a goon this year? We don't really, do we? Mayshack is the closest thing to one on the defensive end, but he's not really a he's yeah, not a dirty he's player. He's just really good. Yeah, he's yeah. just a one that'll drag Good you into the mud dirty. a little bit. I, I, I feel like Mayshack, low-key kind of 
Could we get Estrella? Could we? Could we Estrella or Cade Phillips? Could we turn young. one of those guys into? You goon? might be able to turn him into it. Bring out definitely throw a couple not of Triple elbows. J. Reading romance novels. What's? Where did that come from? Uh, we, we've we've discussed a, this on the I show. I feel like, like you're not? taking a shot at my pick to click. Yes, we've discussed it, but we're talking about toughness here, essentially. And I feel like Bears basically calling our fifth year senior leader soft. He reads young adult romance Guy likes, novels. He loves love, Bear. He loves love. Well, you call he is him a soft? young adult. Well, he's he's he, he not really anymore. He's older <laughs> than you, big boy. Uh, I know he's older than me. He's but not, carried not on much. about well I, because he carried on about how these books were life changing. Then I finally uh, I came across uh, uh, some video on on TikTok that it was like they were like reading like uh, an excerpt from it, and it was like. I don't like your tone right Something now. Something your girlfriend would read in high I school. I don't like your tone right now. The guy's got well, he's no he's no Tobey Awaka who's reading like War and Peace in its original uh Georgian to Russian translation. We have a very literate squad. It's smart guys, that's good. Is it? If we get out toughed in the tournament, we're gonna be talking about what a bunch of pansies they are. <laughs> Maybe if they spent more time boxing. In the squared circle, as I, I got to a, reading. Well, I mean, our, our our toughest guy on the team is probably the smallest guy on the team. Zakai. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some crazy Long Islander. Know where he's from, Long Island? Up there. Bill says there used to be Hari Krishnas at the malls in Atlanta back in the early seventies. Weird people, he says. Yeah. Also sent me a link to the Charlie Daniels band version of Simple Man. I'll have to check that out later. Leonard Skinner's Simple Man? No. Where were you for the... No. Alex says Jordan Ross is still ranked higher than Mike Matthews on 247. I'm excited about both of them. And My Bloody Valentine says uh, the radar... According to Commander Chuck, equals speed traps. FYI. Okay. Those of us common folk, though, would not know that definition. My bloody Valentine. Pretty good name. Pretty good. All right, fellers, that's going to do it for our signing day edition of the show. We feel good about this. Everybody. Good? I do. Yeah, our extravaganza. Oh yeah. It's so weird compared to how it used to be. It ain't what it used to be. No. But I'm willing to trade one day of craziness for two weeks of not craziness, but like more insane. It's, it's more interesting. Yeah, it's just insane with the portal and yeah, NIL. Just, and... It's it's good content, man. It's it's good for us. It keeps us in business. Keeps us chat chatting and running our yappers, doing the things we do here on the drive. So uh, folks, big day tomorrow here on Fan Run. We'll be talking about the new morning show, 5 o'clock. Be sure to tune in. And what happens with the Vol Rumor Mill? Where will he end up? Is he leaving us? All family business will be settled tomorrow right here on Fan Run Radio. For Bear and Tucker, I'm Russell Smith. Have a great evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on The Drive. The Drive. White Claw